This episode is brought to you by our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Which means this episode is brought to us by you. Right? That's how not it works. no, not me. No, no, the fan. Right, yeah. The yes. listener. We're talking when I say you, I mean the listeners. Yes, the the figurative you, right? Yes. But, but nobody else is in here with us as we record this. Who are I'm you lo- talking I, about? I'm looking at the computer when I say it. Oh, oh. oh no. Alright. So just go to GameZilla Media on Patreon.com. There you'll be able to choose your patronage level and get different access to the shows. So you can get early access to the GameZilla Alpha. Exclusive content for The Legend of Retro and Noobs and Dragons. Noobs and Dragons? The show with that handsome devil, Craig WK? Well, almost all of those words were right. Yeah. And if you go on there and sign up, you can also get access to a private Discord channel in our Discord group. Basically, the more dollars you give us, the more things we can give you. Exactly. So go to patreon.com slash Media and become a patron today. Do it. Yeah. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Welcome to this week's Legend of Retro podcast. This is Chaps. And Craig WK. And this week, uh, we've got a great storied game for you. Get it? Get it? Get it? I'm hitting you in the arm. Get it? It's Comics Zone yeah. with an X. I'm saying it. I'm emphasizing the X. Comics Zone. Comics Zone. Comics Zone. Comics Zone. Um, for Sega Genesis. For the Sega Genesis. It came out in August of 1995, and it is a beat-em-up game developed directly by Sega and published by them. Yeah, it's a uh, 2D side-scrolling beat-em-up, mm-hmm. and it has the main character, Sketch Turner, yes. traversing through literal comic panels and fighting enemies in his, in this in- highly stylized game with a very convoluted plot. Yes. It is, um, basically, he's a starving artist slash rock musician. <laughs> of and, course he is. Um, he is trying to write this comic mm-hmm. and falls asleep. And what happens is a thunderstorm takes place. Oh, now hold on. Oh, because you forgot something in in his dreams. Like oh, before well, yeah, this he's even dreaming happens, about it. yeah, he like he's getting all this inspiration. So it's like coming to him in a dream, yeah. and it's like this this like it's his magnum opus of comics. <laughs> yes, and he's uh, basically the comic is about uh, New York City, I think it in, takes the place future, in the future. Yeah, and it's like the New World Empire is uh, an attempt to uh, like defend earth from an alien invasion it's like this like new government mutants so it's an alien invasion but they're kind of mutants okay it's really it's not that great of a plot like there's like like sketch turner is not a very good comic uh, creator uh it's (laughs) the the character that he defines which is a mutant is called mortis Yes, uh, uh, when when you because you had mentioned a lightning storm. Mm-hmm. So when lightning strikes this comic panel, yes. it brings Mortis to life. Yes, in a la Frankenstein's you know monster story. Only it was <laughs> it's as if the comic story of Frankenstein's monster came back to life. It's not even that good. I wouldn't compare it to no, it's story. Mary Shelley. It's not no. So, but what's weird is that, like, Mortis gains sentience from this, mm-hmm. and he realizes that he has no power in the real world, so he's going to destroy Sketch Turner from inside the comic, so he, like, drags him in. Yeah. Which, as far as I'm concerned, if you have the power to drag someone into your comic... You should have the power to get out and do whatever you want. Right? Yeah. I so, feel like that's a little bit of a plot oversight there. I mean, it's a comic video game. I don't think they're worried about that too much. Fair enough. So Sketch gets pulled in. He must defeat Mortis's like hordes or minions that Sketch drew. Um, but he's tasked uh, by the new empire, new world empire's general, whose name is Alyssa. Alyssa Cyan. Yep. And she says, hey, go defeat Mortis so we can save the world. Um, yep. And that's pretty much the plot of the game yeah it's pretty straightforward it's a platformer it's one of the things i think beat em up platformer yeah beat em up yeah i it's odd to me though that like it's not just like oh you know mortis has all these goons and flunkies in this world 
when you defeat them, sometimes like a hand appears and draws a new one. Yeah, no, it, it's super stylized around comic books. Mm-hmm. So you're fighting in panels. Yep. The characters talk in speech bubbles. Yeah. And yeah, enemies are drawn in. Um, actually, what's unique about this, and I didn't know if you knew this, um, it was the similar style of this game was used in Batman the Cape Crusader. Do you ever play that game? I've never played it, but I did see some footage of it on YouTube. Okay. And yeah, it's like, you know, it's with Batman going through comic panels yeah. and stuff. Uh, what what kind of caught me off guard, and I'm sure you, when you yeah. were doing research, you probably saw this as well. Sega was successful in gaining a patent for, and I quote, <laughs> video game system for creating a simulated comic book game. Yeah, that's crazy. It is, because now at this point, it makes me wonder, like, because you don't see stuff like this very often. No. Do they still have the patent that they do Maybe that's why. Um, it's weird. Like, is mm-hmm. a digital comic then, like what Marvel does, like, is it an infringement on that patent? Maybe the patent expired? I don't know. I mean, because to the best of my knowledge, you need to, like, either... You need to renew them. Yeah, you need to renew them. And do you also need to do stuff with them? Like, you don't need to do things with it. You can keep a patent and not do anything with it, right? Yeah, because it's, it. it's not a... Yeah, because it's not like the movie series where, like, you're using an intellectual prop... Or the, the story of yeah. Superman or something, and you have to have a movie come out every so odd years. I think a patent is just, I own a patent on this yeah. thing. And I renew it. Weird. It's so weird that like it's like a domain name. Okay, I gotcha. I uh, so it's just odd to me that like th- there was a court in America that was like, yeah, yeah, no, I could totally see you. You guys cornered the market on this, and it's like what? It- it's just comic panels in a video game. Like that's not revolutionary. Well, it, it's it's, it's literally a, you're playing in a comic. Like you're jumping through panels, you interact with the paper. Like I don't, I don't feel like that's something that's like. I mean, it's not like Sega oh, invented comics. No, no, it's not something that's patentable. I'm, I'm not agreeing with be. that, but it's unique in it what is. it is. So, like, I can see a little bit on that side, but not really. Yeah, it's it's totally ridiculous it's, to me. Yeah, pretty ridiculous. <laughs> um, and, and so yeah, so you so. You going through this? It's a beat 'em up mm-hmm. platformer kind of thing. Yep. He interacts with the paper. There's like points where you can like rip or burn the paper, and you get special oh. items behind it. And um, this game was actually made for the six button Sega controller because oh, yeah. there's an inventory system, so you can have up to three inventory items, and those are in the top three. The X, Y, and Z buttons. Yeah, and the C, okay. Z buttons. So, um. I don't know if you can actually play it with the three button. I never, I don't I, remember trying it. I believe you can. I think it's just like one button cycles through items, and it's like clunkier. That's that's fair. Um, and I found this, but I didn't didn't really believe it. Mm-hmm. Apparently, if you like clear all the enemies out yeah. on a panel, and I found it on the internet, obviously everything was like with a grain of salt. I think right. But if you like clear all the enemies out and then you just wait a little bit there and you hold down, eventually he farts. It was a well, hold on. Let me Was I right on that? Let me check my 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 research notes. It came out in the year nineteen ninety five. Okay. Yes. There was very likely <clears throat> fart jokes in it. Yeah. Uh I thought that was weird. I didn't know that. I, I, I didn't expect that. I didn't know it. It just I don't know how I feel about it. I'm not saying that it's in it. I mean, it might not be. I have no idea for sure. But it's a Sega game that came out in the mid-90s. I, I think very likely there was a fart joke in it. Okay. I wouldn't I be surprised. I didn't want to waste my time to do it, so. I, I, I feel like we can chalk this up as it's very likely the case. Okay. I, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm so convinced that I now am moving forward, not with the... Uh, the the fact that this might be true, but that it is true. Okay. That there is a fart joke in Comic Zone. <laughs> okay. Mid-90s. Had, right, to, be. Right. So, Had to be. So each level consists of two panels and well, uh, two, two pages, pages yeah. sorry. And um, there's it's there's really not a lot to it. It's just a beat em up. What I thought was kind of interesting is yeah. sometimes in the game you jump a panel. Yeah. But it's you're in the same area, but like, you know, there are different enemies around or whatever. So that implies that it's not that you're moving to a new area. It's that you're in the same spot, but time has passed. 
Yeah, because it. So what happens is you have a comic page, and in that page you have panels, yeah. and each panel represents a continuation of the story. Yeah. So in some cases, the story keeps you in the same spot. Yeah, but there's just a different moment in that. Right. In no. That story. Absolutely. I. Yeah. Ex- exactly. But I just think that's very interesting because typically in video games, it's like when you're moving, it's, it's a brand new area. It's yeah. The scenery is changing with you, so it's odd that you jump panels. And you're in the same area. Yeah, I and mean, like it's different enemies, or a boss comes out, or or maybe there's like items that appear, or something, whatever the case may be. But yeah, I just thought that was really odd. It's like just it, not a good patent on the Sega. Sp- <laughs> or it's I mean, the at, best least have, at least have, I have like no variety idea. to it. I have no I clue. I don't know. Um, so like I, I played this game a lot around the time. So mm-hmm. this is what 1995. I said uh, 95. Yep, uh, August second of 1995. So this is later in the genre than what I'm used to, but there was a lot of Sega beat-em-ups. And... Yeah, there's a, quite a few. I was getting into comics a lot at this age, because uh-huh. my brother had been collecting for quite a bit. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, I was drawn to this. One, because I played a lot of beat-em-ups on Sega, mm-hmm. and I'm liking comics. So I'm like, heck yeah, why not get this game? Yeah. And I was terrible at it. Like, I am I did not beat the game. I've learned things much more about this game now than I have in the past. Um. I'm in the same boat with you. It it it's fun. It's a good. I, I enjoy it because it's different. It's unique. It's a mm-hmm. panel. It's a comic feel. I I kind of like felt like I don't want to admit this, but I will. Like I connected with the character because he's like Sketch a starving Turner. a starving artist. You know, like he's trying to make a name for himself. He's artistic. I mean, I'm not a musician. I don't have a blonde hair and a ponytail and wear fingerless gloves. And the stupid rounded sunglasses, the little tiny ones. Yeah, I didn't I definitely or a, a black vest over a white T-shirt in uh, jean shorts. Here's a question for you then, Chops. <laughs> did you so, wear that? I'm sorry. I didn't. I okay. didn't. I, I, I have some dignity. Oh, all right. oh shots I was fired. also a kid then. Shots so. fired. And maybe if I was a punk teenager, then I would have. I lived in New York. Yeah. And, yeah, I lived in New York. So so here's a question for you. you. You feel like you connected with this character. I feel like I did. Okay. All right. No, I, I just want to, you know, dig a little deep here. Oh, no. So when you were, how old were you in 1995, roughly? Um, I was eight. Eight-ish? Okay. Eight-ish. Okay. So, so when you played this game, was it when it first came out in that year, nineteen ninety five? I don't know if it was in that year, but it, I, I feel like maybe so like by the time you were nine, seven. Yeah. Okay. So by the time you were about nine, nine years old, nine. Yeah. Okay. So when you were nine years old, were you living on your own? <laughs> no. Were you starving to death? Uh, no, I was very fat. Okay. I mean, still am, but still, <laughs> I was more round, rotund, more, more. Uh, chair of portly yes so so it were uh, you you mentioned you weren't a musician were you a musician then well like so that's so i'm nine so i'm in elementary school mm-hmm. and we've talked on another podcast um uh, i got an award in elementary school that i was a secret member of the von uh von trap family von Tramp family because i sang a lot uh-huh and hummed and made lots of noise okay. all right i love music um, at this time is when I started to take art classes oh. and I drew a lot and I would draw things that I liked. Um, I also came up with my own stories like yeah, comic books sure. and things like that. So like at this time, like I'm really exploring my artistic background mm-hmm. and I, I related to it in a world like, in a way like, oh, it'd be so cool to like make something and then like, have, like come to life or like he's just trying to get by and make something of his art you know like i was a very like <laughs> self self like retrospective young kid i guess so. let me tell you it sucked i would to, imagine so. to be super aware of yourself sucks um yeah i can see that but yeah, that's what I was kind of getting at. I know you probably were hoping for something more, but no, no, that's i i think that uh, uh that that was the answer that i I, I needed to hear to be satisfied uh, because I, I just like when I look at the character sketch Turner, you do not see me. I don't, no. but not necessarily like in a, like a, a negative way to you chops. Like, no, like, we're two very a, different people. in a positive way to you because it's like, okay, so this D, this total doofus is uh his name is sketch Turner. He's wearing a, it wasn't vest. his choice to name himself that. 
Oh, that was his choice. Yeah, There's no way his parents named him Sketch. You know, okay, I have no defense. There's that. no way. <laughs> no, no parent that loves their child is going to name their ch- kid Sketch. <laughs> and now that I've alienated every fan of ours named Sketch, I apologize. Oh, God. But. Do you think there's actually people out there? Nobody has that <laughs> name. So. So you have Sketch Turner <laughs> in this vest with these stupid-looking tiny, like, spectacles that are sunglasses. He's also, like, a larger guy. Like, he's not skinny. No, he's not yeah. muscular. So, like, he looks like a normal weirdo. So, like, I related to that. I mean, I wasn't great-looking at that age. Again, I was super aware of myself and made fun of a lot. So, like, that's all I thought about was my look. Oh, now I'm sad. Um... So, like, I was like, well, he's he's not super buff. He's not, like, your typical mm. hero. Yeah. No, that's very true. Uh, I I just, the I think the thing that drives me crazy about Sketch Turner is the fact that he's, like, he's a struggling artist trying to make it in the Big Apple, and he's also a rock star, and he draws comics. Well, of the 90s, that is a large theme for many movies, TV wrong. shows. Like, MTV is basically a show for starving artists at that point. You know, just showing wannabe musicians and artists. Mm -hmm. Yeah, No, you're not wrong. So, like, this game fits in well for that era. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's, it was very As sad as it looks. Yeah, it really, I mean, like... It's funny because, like, you know, some games you look at the 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 box art of a video game and you think, like, oh, man, like, the guy who did this box art had no idea what this game was about. The guy who did Comic Zone, he knew exactly yeah. what Comic Zone was about, made the box art perfectly, and it looks really, really dumb, even though it's totally accurate and spot on. Yep. Yeah. Anyways. Sketch Turner just looks like a doofus. Enough about me. <laughs> I, I don't think you look like a doofus at all. Thank Chops. you. I think you're I, much cooler than I, I appreciate Sketch it. Turner. Whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I still have a weird name like him. Chops? Chops. That's a no nick- one names their kid Chops. Right, and it's a nickname. It's a nickname your friends gave you. Right. You don't think Sketch is a nickname? His friends did not call him Sketch. <laughs> Listen, when Sketch... Went, I love the psychology of this game we're getting into. So when Sketch, when Sketch sat down and they were like, hey, Frank, what's up? And he was like, no, 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 call me Sketch. They were like, why? Why? Because you're, you're wearing the sneakers? No, man, like, because I'm drawing comics and I'm going to hit it big. And they were like, dude, Frank, like, we, we, we don't we don't think you're going to... I mean, like, yeah, you, we, you, you do pretty good art, man, but, like, your stories are garbage, dude. You really got to, like, team up with a writer. He was like, you don't understand me. You don't understand me at all. He, like, flipped the coffee table and, like, laughed. And he's like, I'm going to be the best rock star in the world and the best comic artist in the world, and they'll all see what I can do. And so, basically, <laughs> what I'm saying is I hate Sketch Turner. Yeah, I got that. Okay. I got that a while ago. Um, so in this game, uh-huh. uh there's two endings of this game. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, I didn't know this because I didn't make it that far. Uh, there's a good ending and a Depressing better ending? look next time ending. Oh yeah. Um, basically, you get to the end and you're fighting Mortis, and if you're able to defeat him and his minions, right? Yeah, yeah. Prior yeah. to so there's like a nuclear bomb he's setting off. Um, so Alyssa goes to defuse it. If you can defeat him and deal enough damage or kill his minions in a fast enough time, yeah, she will defuse it, leave the comic with you. Yep. Along and, with your like rat companion. Oh right? yeah, we forgot about the rat. I didn't even put him in my notes because he's dumb. He's his rat companion. <laughs> his name like, is Roadkill. Runs around all over the place. How nineties is in, that? In the in the in the game, like. Rat is able now to explore the sewers of New York unavoided or unoffended by monsters or whatever the word is. And then Alyssa becomes Secretary of Defense? Chief of Security for the United States. Whatever that is. I think that's Secretary of Defense, but like I don't think they probably wanted to give her that title because it was a woman. 
So they said chief of security, which just makes it sound like it's Super like sexist. Apple. It's like Apple headquarters. Oh, this is the chief of security of Apple. Like it doesn't sound like a government position. It basically like it, it like I really feel like it devalued her almost in the way that you like devalue like a mall cop. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's like He's a mall cop. He's not a real cop. It's almost like they were like, oh, we're going to make Alyssa the, you know, secretary of defense. But I mean, you know, she's a woman, so she has to be like, you know, like a chief security guard or whatever. Yes, yeah, that's exactly what I thought of when I saw that. I feel like you're probably right. That's yeah. really crummy. Yeah, that is really crummy. And like, she's also his love interest, apparently. So so this comic book writer, let me, let me paraphrase uh-huh. it. Comic book, okay. Struggling comic book artist and musician. Uh-huh. Uh, makes a, I'll say, crappy comic. Mm-hmm. It comes to life and teleports him in there and tries to kill him mm-hmm. so that it can escape and take over the world. Yeah, He falls in love with one of his characters he wrote. Um, Oof. That's like that's like fan fiction. That, it's getting you know, real sketchy. You don't do that. It's getting really bad. Self-inserts are terrible. <laughs> you don't do that. Well, he... Twice, himself and her self-inserts, literally, for him, huh. in the comic. Yeah. Um, you save her and the world. She comes out of the comic with you and becomes a high government official uh-huh. and is still your love interest. I feel like Sketch Turner. He's or, got a maid. Or or basically Frank Turner, as we you know Frank, know his real name Frank. is. Yeah, it's Frank. not his real name, is it? Frank. It's totally got to be his real name. <laughs> I don't know. Sketch certainly isn't his real right, name. Right, I, right. You got to give me that. Okay. I feel like he was just like, like, man, how cool would it be like if I could just do comics all day and like... If I like write comics, I mean I like just read comics because I'm a waste of space. And then I had like a girlfriend who like took care of me, and she had this awesome, sweet, like cushy job. I feel like that was just like his goal when he made that comic. And then like he was like, "Whoa, I went into the world, and it came true." I don't think that was his goal at all. I think what's funny is (laughs) he has a goal of like becoming successful Uh as a musician and an artist, Uh and ends up. Not being successful as a musician and an artist, but then has a girlfriend who's in the government position. But that because she's still, a woman. But, yeah, she's a woman, so she's not afforded the re- position that she's supposed to have. Yeah. And it's just his girlfriend. <laughs> like, they're not married. They're not. There's no There's no bond. That, we've gotten really psychological in this episode. Uh, I really who, like this. We should know, do this more often. You know who I feel really bad for? The listeners. No. Oh, okay. Alyssa. Well, because she has to deal with Sketch. She got stuck with Sketch. And here's the worst part. Oh, and it's like a prophecy, I think. He's like the chosen one to save Of him. course he is. Of course. Who do you think was in the comic before he got teleported? Oh, I think it was a character that was, it was basically a self-insert. I think he was basically the main character anyway. Man. Because let's face it, he jumps into the game and yeah. they're like, you're the chosen one. And he's like, whoa, I didn't know that would happen. But I mean, but it's he? your your it's, comic. Yeah, it's his comic. He would know. So the fact that he is immediately the chosen one means that he self-inserted himself into the comic, which also means that this poor poor character had no say in the matter. He wrote her as a love interest. Oh, so he's a god. He's like the god, right? Is it like I mean, he made the world? Wait, does that mean that like in the future maybe he like does it again? Like, but. Mm-hmm. Writes something different that he can dictate, and then goes in the comic, and then maybe stays there or brings back. Well, I hope he stays. Like, what there. if there? What if it was like a dark s- sequel to this, where he's like, it's like like Return Return of Oz kind of thing, where like he's this <laughs> sick ruler over over the world. He's got all this power, and like, with as much of a jerk as I'm imagining Sketch Turner to be. Frank, I, uh, I, yeah, I'm gonna say absolutely, he would be a terrible ruler. That's why. Do you think that, like, when he and Alyssa came back to the real world, they made her the high-ranking government official? They were like, "Oh my God, you guys both saved the world from this like mutant who was gonna come out and do things." And they talked to Sketch for like five minutes, and they were like, "Hey, listen, yeah, you keep up that comic stuff, Alyssa. Can we talk to you off to the side? Your boyfriend's like great. Yeah, okay, that's that's fine. He saved the world, but like, we know really you're the one who's like, wait." You know, the real people tell him this? I mean, why else would they give her a position in... I, I just thought she, like, earned it. Like, worked her way up to it. 
I thought it was like from the implication it was just like given she, to her. Well, just because she was so good, they gave it to her because, because. Well, like who else knows that there's this threat? That I felt like that was one of the loopholes. So, like, so like this that is, makes more sense that yeah. she just she you know crawled her way up through the ranks. I would assume so because okay. like no one knows that this guy Sketch Turner Sketch. Frank is uh, writing this comic, got teleported in it, and defending the world from an evil. No, you're you're right. I I thought that was kind of a weird loophole yeah. in my head, but I thought yeah, I don't know, maybe. I don't feel like she may have earned it. I don't know. We're, I mean, it makes more sense that she would have earned it instead of just them being like, "Whoa, you saved the world. You're great. Take yeah. this." No, that's true. Um, I feel like since we're talking about this, uh, I just want to bring up the fact that uh, this is the game. This is this is this is all we have to talk about for the game. <laughs> um, I have like one other thing to know. I like the game a lot because uh-huh. it's a fun game, but yeah, there wasn't a whole lot. To this game, it's it's just a beat 'em up with it, a really convoluted plot. Yeah, it's a Sega game. It's like Sega developed and published, so uh-huh. it's you know there's going to be some solid some solid components to it. Sure, but story wise, the story uh, is garbage. Yeah, the story is utter garbage. But the style, like the stylized look to everything, is great. Like mm-hmm. the fact that it's like you're jumping through comic panels and stuff, it looks really cool. It, it's of the '90s, like it, it's. On the hype of like comics were yeah. super big in the eighties, and that trend it teetered off late nineties, but like all the nineties was still you have you have some of your best storylines, your most iconic storylines mm-hmm. of Marvel DC running through the nineties. So yeah. it makes sense to jump on this train of yeah of comic style game. Absolutely, comic. I mean, comics are are especially big nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, with all these Marvel and DC movies coming out and making bank, but uh, but yeah, in the '90s, like they were, comics were still pretty big. They were start, like you said, they're starting to die down. You know, but like you know, like you said, there was still some really solid mm-hmm. stuff coming out of the comic world in the '90s, even if the shoulder pads were enormous and you know it was all about the violence. Was, yeah, but uh, but regardless, uh, that fits a beat 'em up pretty splendidly. You know, so I did want to chat a bit about the music. Okay, well, real quick, yeah. Unless you're bringing this up, did you know there was an extra game disc with this game? Do go on. So when the game was released in North America, there was a heavy rock soundtrack uh, with the game. It was like limited. I don't think many games had it. Okay, but it had uh, the following bands on there: Danzig. Danzig. Yeah, I'm gonna read. I'm just gonna read this this whole this whole rock album. For okay. Because okay? I don't know if you know this. Okay. Uh, Danzig with the song "Going Down to Die." Okay. Lords of Brooklyn with "Saturday Night Fever." Wow. MC 900 Foot Jesus. <laughs> I don't know who that <laughs> with is. Buried at Sea. I don't know any of these other bands. Uh, Jesus and Mary Chain. I hate rock and roll. Okay. Love and Rockets. Words of a Fool. That sounds familiar. Lords of Acid, do what you want to do. Okay. Stiffs Incorporated with the song Chelsea. That band sounds familiar. Julian Cope with Try, Try, Try. Try, Try, Try. Okay. God Lives Underwater with the song No More Love. Ruth Ruth with the song Uninvited. Laika with 44 Robbers. And Lindsay with Got It Going On. I feel like Sega was really trying to be edgy with some of that. I don't know any. Like I know of the first two. I don't know any of these music these songs. I was like, <laughs> I was listening like Beatles, and like <laughs> I was like way behind the time. I was also listening to like a lot of emo bands, not like grunge stuff. So uh-huh. like, I feel like these are grunge, heavy met, heavy rock, like yeah. things, those kinds of things. Yeah, a lot of heavier stuff. That's crazy. That's so weird. It's a weird... I don't know. Yeah, I guess the audience for this... I don't know if they would play this game. Like, the audience for that CD, I don't think is going out to a store, buying Comic Zone, and playing it on their home Sega Genesis. Probably not, no. <laughs> it's just it's just really weird. Um. So, yeah. So, you want to talk about the game music? Yeah. So, uh, the music from the game itself... So the music is composed by Howard Drozen, who also worked on Sonic Spinball Ooh. and Sonic and Knuckles. Oh, God, really? Really. Oh, man. The music isn't especially varied, uh, but it is pretty well done. 
Uh, I'm partial to a few songs, and you're partial to a, a song. So let's go ahead and uh, give uh, a play to... First off, we're going to go ahead and just play the first level theme. You know, a little bit of that. But this is your choice. This is not the first level theme. It's... Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, my apologies. It's totally out of order. All right. Uh, so I think this yes, might be... Night it. of yeah. the Mutants. Yeah, there we Page go. Night one. of the Mutants. Okay, here we go. It's not bad. It, it sounded like a Nirvana song. It's very reminiscent of that era of music. Uh, it's it's definitely going for like the '90s grunge, the '90s rock. Yeah. I uh, there's a uh, uh, a couple of songs I'd like to uh, play. Yeah. I uh, the song is uh, "Last to Follow," uh, and what's weird is. There is a, a a series of albums that of arranged albums that Sega released called Sega Tunes, and like some you know some of the uh, Sega games of that era had like these arranged albums, and there were some Comic Zone songs that got included on that. Okay, so here's the the song that I'm pretty sure the this uh, Sega Tunes version is based on, uh, and if it's not, it's you know at least another song we can go ahead and listen to. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and listen to, uh, it's the uh, second page. Epi- uh, page, episode two. Yeah, episode two, page, page one. one. Welcome to the temple. Welcome, yeah, welcome to the temple. And I believe this is the song that's based on for the next one, but if not, it's not a big, you know, not a big problem. different than the previous song no it's still pretty good yeah. it's still got that like 90s kind of you know grungy flair to it uh but so uh this uh sega tunes version of this song uh called last to follow uh is um well it's pretty 90s you'll 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 you know you'll get to hear in a second you ready for this chops yeah From the Sega Tunes arrangement. Last to be alone, last to follow, last to be a slave. It's, um... I like that song. Actually, it wasn't bad, it's, but... It's not. It's it's super 90s. Oh, yeah. It's incredibly 90s. Now, we didn't play it off the bat, but you... Well, you want to do it? We can do it last. 
Well, that was about to do. Oh, yeah, okay, this is you know we, we don't have too much else to to play for the for the listeners. So the uh, for our listeners that maybe aren't familiar, I uh, mo- maybe not most, but a lot of Sega games, especially made by Sega yes. or you know like that are associated with the Sega company, I uh, when the game opens, there's a sound that it comes out and it's like Sega. And then they oh, there's like a jingle, like a like a sparkling yeah, you know, they, like a sound effect, some gimmick of yeah. you know, some games don't have anything, you know, sometimes they're lazy, but uh, in this particular uh, Sega game, there's a certain sound when they show the Sega icon, yeah. and um, you know what, uh, I I don't think words do it justice, so let's just play it. Yeah. Test one two. <laughs> Sega. Yep, it's like a sound test, and there's Sega. like a Elvis in it. It's just so weird. Thank you very much. It's just Sega very much. Is that what you just said? Sega very much. <laughs> That's what it should have ended with. It really should have. Yeah, it uh, was just weird. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, all in all, the game is really weird. The plot's weird. The mechanics are kind of weird. The the stylized graphics are certainly weird. You know, I think we should stop saying weird and just say it's really unique. Yeah. Can I give it a positive tone? No, I it's mean, a yeah, I, I don't. Game. When I say weird, I'm not meaning like negative. I okay. mean, it's, you know, I mean, the plot's it's not great. It's different. Yeah, it's, you know, the plot's pretty, pretty crummy. Oh, the plot's, it, well, I mean, beat em ups in general. Listen. I don't know if they have the depth that we're used to. Well, here's the thing if you look at like Streets of Rage, mm-hmm. basically your friend gets kidnapped and you need to get them back. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. It's a beat em up. That's fine. That's mm-hmm. enough. But in this, it's like you go into this other world and you're the chosen one and there's this mutant guy, but he can't get to your world unless you're dead. And we don't really know why that is, but this is also you're a starving artist. You're also a rock star. Your name is Sketch Turner. And that's just dumb. I could say the same thing about two bad dudes. It's really, yeah, that's dumb. Uh, you're two bad dudes going to save President Ronnie. Yep. Which is totally Ronald Reagan. Um, no, really. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I mean, There's, but it, yeah, like it, it wanted to be. I feel like it wanted to be something bigger. But or, or were they going for tongue in cheek for something like that? I guess I don't know because in the they patented the the style of game. I don't know if tongue in cheek. Oh is... no, Comic Zone is not tongue in cheek. It is absolutely trying to be super serious. Yes, somebody sat down and was like. This is it. This is my magnum opus. We're, we're going to get a patent on this. Style. We're going to patent this. <laughs> Sketch Turner and my magnum opus will be one and the same. <laughs> I'm going to fall asleep and this game's going to get shot by lightning and I'm going to go in the game and I'm going to be Sketch. Who's going to go with the comic? <laughs> this guy who made this game was pulling a Sketch Turner. He was oh, like slapping maybe, his like coworkers in the shoulder. Maybe his nickname was Sketch. It wasn't. He told everyone his name was Sketch, but nobody actually called him Sketch behind his back. They'd be like, yeah, Gary's, uh, he, he's kind of being weird. And like Gary would like run, like, you know, turn the corner of the office and run in and be like, oh my God, I have an even better idea. And they'd be like, what is it, Gary? And he'd be like, the page gets struck by lightning and the mutant is real. All right. Yeah. I'm getting a paycheck for this, right? Yeah, okay, it's a great idea. Come on, let's let's make this game. There's and then like he was like, no, no, no don't call me Gary anymore. Call me Sketch. And they're like, Get, I want fine. you to voice. I just want you to do like voice of Sketch. Like that's his voice. Oh, Sketch Turner. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Listen, guys, my name's Sketch Turner. <laughs> this is the exact voice you're thinking of. It, it, yeah, it, it is it, literally. It's just a a real big D. <laughs> I I I feel like Sketch Turner, whether he's the guy making the video game, whether he's the guy in the game making the comic, whether he's the character in the comic he's made. Regardless, all three of them are dumb and I hate them. Alright, well I guess I guess we'll move on from this game into our retro relapse. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for retro relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. <laughs> So for retro relapse this week, chops. Yeah, I I forgot what we played and then panicked and then remembered. I'm like, okay, whoo. 
That could have been bad. Oh, well, I'm glad it's you remember. It's been a long day. No, I, I, it is Yoshi for Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. So I played it on your DS, mm-hmm. and I didn't know it was an NES game at first. You only played it on Game Boy before. I only played it on Game Boy. What was it like seeing in color? It was weird. I only remember it being in black and white. Weird. Um, I love it. It's another mindless puzzle game that I love playing. It's a really fun puzzle game, and I feel like it's very different than most other puzzle games out there. And maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I just don't know what it's based on or something. But uh, basically, it's like you're, you're Mario at the bottom of the screen, and you twist different plates that have enemies that pile up. So like piranha plants, booze, uh, goombas. And you you like have on the uh, I think it's like the very bottom you have a bottom of an eggshell you can put in and then you can have the top of an eggshell appear and it like catches everything that's in between them. Yeah, basically it's like a sandwich. You yeah, know? you like along with the care the enemies that fall like a yeah half of a shell falls. And then the alternative though was of course lining up. I think it's like four enemies in a row and mm-hmm. it knocks them out right. Um. No, if you pair them, they they get knocked out. Oh, just pairing them yeah. does. Oh, okay. So you get more points if you stack them in a in a you know alternating stack and get the egg to come down. Right, and it, right. And it moves you up in levels. But uh, it, it when you get the egg complete, it makes a Yoshi. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So um, it's a fun. I feel like an addicting game. Oh, absolutely. Um, a it, lot of those, especially those older puzzler games are really addicting you know it's it's you just sit there and you just it's you you know you go blank almost yeah and it's um it's funny to see because i don't remember this happening in the Mm -hmm. game boy version when you rotate so it's mario holding his arms out with these plates yeah and when you rotate his arms or switch his arm places to rotate where the plate stacks are Mm -hmm. he rotates oh yeah so like like, you see his front or then you see his back you see his front you see his back I don't remember that being in the Game Boy one. I don't might remember. Might not be. Um, I don't remember seeing his face like that. Like I remember just seeing his face. I don't think I. I mean, it'd be weird if he didn't yeah. rotate because then how is he flipping him? But I just don't remember that in in the Game Boy one. So, I mean, the the game came out in uh, 1991, and it was known as in Europe and Australia Mario and Yoshi. Oh, and. Um, it was like like we said re- released on the NES and the Game Boy, mm-hmm. um, but they were both released simultaneously in Japan first at the same time. Really, it wasn't like they reported it later. At the same time, they had the games released because I mean it's not a complex game. So no, and Nintendo was kind of you know around that time it was starting to fade anyway because the Super Nintendo would have been out around that time. Yes, and um. I mean, you have what was was Doctor Mario out then? Uh oh yeah, Doctor Mario would have been okay, out. Okay, so then. yeah, they have Doctor Mario out. That's a puzzle game. You Tetris. have Tetris. You have this. Like, there's some pretty solid puzzle games out yeah, there. Absolutely. And honestly, of the computing power and the games that you have available, I think those were easy money makers because oh, yeah. they're probably cheap, easy to make. And I would imagine right? they just were like. It's like solitaire. Like you just picked it up and played it. Mm-hmm. I I uh, I have a, an aunt who like didn't never she never got into video games or anything, but she played things like Doctor Mario and Tetris a bunch. Yeah, you know, in puzzle puzzle games were accessible to anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, even people who weren't into video games. Mm-hmm. You know, so so yeah, I can see Yoshi. I feel like Yoshi's a little more interactive than a lot of other puzzle games out there. Uh, but as far as that goes, I think that I. Uh, it's simple though. Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot more simple than a Tetris. Do you think so? I guess it is. Yeah, because you're just you have four stacks, right? Yeah, four stacks, mm-hmm. and you're just rotating between the stacks of f- what four or five different icons. Yeah, but and you only need to match pairs. So, like for Tetris, you have to complete a whole row. That's true. There's what eight or nine different shapes, I think. Uh, There's the yeah, square, roughly. the long pole, the two L's, the two zigzags, and that's it. Six, six. Okay. Um, I guess not that many more. But either way, like there's they're more complex to fit into each other. Although oh, there's the other one that's the almost a cross. That's seven. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's just it's very simple. Like Doctor Mario for me 
is way over my head. Yeah, I, I have a hard time with Dr. Jazzy's Mario. great with that, but like Jazzy's like a, a just a monster at that he, game. He kicked my butt at the Morelli tournament on that game. <laughs> I heard about ago. that. But this, like, I could play this forever. Oh yeah, it's pretty simple. I, I feel like when when Yoshi starts picking up the pace, I have a harder time with it. You know, the speed throws me off. Whereas right, like, yeah, because you can only rotate roads that are next to each other. Yeah, yeah. So it's not that easy once the speed is on. Right. But uh, but yeah, no, I I feel like uh, as far as puzzle games, I think that I probably better at something like Yoshi. It's at least certainly better than Doctor Mario. Mm-hmm. I'm just that's not for me. Yeah. So uh, uh, on an eight bit scale, I guess I'd give this like a, I'd give it I'd give it a four. I give it right in the middle of the pack. It's could, it's it's an entertaining puzzle game, but it's not anything that wows me. I can see that. No, I I I'm, I I agree. I think I agree with your four. I I think that uh uh you know. It's it's not like the most revolutionary puzzle game ever. It's okay. It's pretty good. I I think a four. I would even maybe go four and a half out of uh, eight. You know, it's a it's it's not like just average. I think it's you know mechanics are pretty solid. and It's a pretty original game. Yeah. So so yeah, I'd say around. And there, it though. uses the same game sprites as. Um, oh yeah, aesthetically it looks cool. It like the Mario Goombas Brothers. look the same. I don't like the Goombas look like the Game Boy one, the Game Boy Mario Brothers. Yeah. But uh, there was no Boo in those ones, right? In Game Boy? And yeah, in the original Mario Brothers? Uh, Game Boy version, no, but in Mario 3, Boo's first Yeah, appeared. so they added these Boo's in, right? And so the Boo's look pretty cool compared to what, like, uh, I don't know. Well, this was on sprites. Nintendo, so Mario 3 would have had, Okay. you know. Oh, yeah, so then these are Mario 3 sprites. Oh, yeah, probably. Probably, yeah. Probably just ripped right out of it then. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think you had Mario 3 on the Game Boy yet. Uh, no, no, I, well, I mean, there's like Mario Land 3, but that was like Wario. Yeah, that, but that wasn't the same. Yeah, no, so, I mean, eventually Mar- uh, Game Boy Advance uh, yeah, had yeah, uh, Mario yeah. 3, but yeah, it wasn't ported otherwise. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I think it's, uh, uh, worth a, uh, worth a try. Yes, I mean, if, especially if you're looking for puzzle games, you know, if you're looking for a new puzzle game to play around with. Give Yoshi a try, you know. It's it's uh it's not like super complex, but it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. So, chops, I think it's time to jump back into our uh uh our next bracket. Yeah, the next bracket, Nintendo music. N- Nintendo music. I'm excited for this one. I yeah, this is this is this is solid. So this is gonna be a tough one for me. It's yeah, it really will be. This is this is a, a pretty tough battle. So from DuckTales. We have, and this is Duck, the DuckTales 1 on Nintendo, composed by Hiroshige uh, Tomomura. Tonomura, there we go. Uh, so DuckTales is a classic Disney platformer. platformer licensed game. Back in the day when licensed games were more typically good than not. The moneymakers. Capcom did wonders. Here is a song for the moon level. This is probably well known to most gamers. It's 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 definitely hailed as one of the uh, the better eight bit songs out there. Let's go ahead and give it a listen. Out of this world. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Yeah, so that's the the moon from DuckTales 1, uh, which is, I mean, usually hailed as, I mean, honestly, I can see the moon going high up there. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it, it's, I, I can see it going pretty high in the brackets. Yeah, I could, I could see that. It's because it's such, 
because the game is so iconic. And the game's real iconic. Yeah. The theme is very, you know, much beloved by gamers. But what it's going against? I don't. I really like this song. I I really like the song too. This wink, is a, wink nudge nudge. Is, <laughs> shut up, chefs. <laughs> so, and this is might be a little more obscure. Uh, I'd love to talk about this game. I think at we're going to do an episode. For yeah. This, yeah. G.I. Joe, the real American hero on the Nintendo, composed by Nobuyuki Shioda and Yusuke Takahama. Uh, it's it's really good. This is uh, the first level theme, right? It is the Amazon level. It is a uh, shooter in the vein of Contra, um, but it has a little bit more to it, and it takes place you're playing with G.I. Joe characters. So. Yeah, it's it, the mechanics of the game are great. I yes. I really enjoy the game, but the music is solid. It's so good. It's it's fun. So let, let's go ahead and give the Amazon Jungle uh, first mission level yes. uh, a listen. So this song is, of course, and once again, no pun intended, you know, a bit more grounded than the movie yeah. level. But here's the thing. I feel like, you know, when 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 a lot of people, I think, think of video game music, especially like older Nintendo music, they mm-hmm. think of it being repetitive. You know, it's like a quick little limerick and it just keeps going over and over again. I feel like both the moon and the Amazon here uh, are have a lot of depth to them. There's a bit more to the composition than just a quick little jingle that repeats itself. Yeah, they're layered, and they have a little bit more than just like a chorus, a breakdown, a chorus, a breakdown. It's got, yeah, a little bit more depth to it, and they're two vastly different ver- like ways mm. to use the soundboard and the Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're very different sounds. Um, I... Like as much as I want GI Joe to win, I st- I feel like it may win over. Like this is a really good matchup. It's a it's, solid. Yeah, it it's is. It's gonna be interesting to see who pe- what people vote for. But I I think that there there are probably less people that are invested in the GI Joe games really? and GI Joe in general. You think well, so? I think so only because I I mean it was an '80s cartoon series, you know. And Ducktales though was like syndicated. You know, so like the the Ducktales, you know, is is quite a bit more popular. It has now a new series, right? But you have you have Hasbro, who made GI Joe figures. I really love you. G. Have G. the cartoon, uh-huh. the movie that came out for it, where the they animated cut down the movie. BET transmitter. Uh, yeah, the broadcast the energy transmitter. transmitter. Yes, yes, not the network. No. Um, like it was in line with. Uh, Transformers at the time of yeah. like one of the more popular cartoons. That's true. Um, the storyline of the movie was changed because of Transformers the movie. Like there's there's so much to GI Joe that that's where I could see this getting an edge. You're you know what you're you're right about that. But I feel like the the cartoon of Ducktales is a little more beloved. I don't know. I I oh I don't know. It it's it's the songs are both great. Yeah. The series are both that they're because they, there's just everything great about them. Well, coincidentally, it didn't even dawn on me until just now. They're both licensed games. Yes, they are. Yeah. They're both cartoon-based games. Yeah. That's really awesome. This is a really cool lineup. Yes. The songs are both have quite a bit of depth to them. They're both really really dang good, and they're both very different. So like, yeah, it's not like comparing Mega Man games. Right. Mega Man, Mega Man boss, uh, boss music to each other, or sorry, a, a robot uh, master song, because those are typically of the same chipset. Um, very similar, very yeah. very similar. Whereas these, like, I don't know what the years apart they were, but like, they they both. It doesn't sound like an NES can do one and the other. 
I could, yeah, I see what, you know what you're I mean? saying. Yeah. So because they are so different, that yes. it's interesting to, you know, uh, uh, sort of the capabilities. Know, yeah. They're quite, you know, it was so varied that they could pull off both those sounds so well. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely intrigued to see what everyone goes with. And the thing about this competition is unlike in the last bracket where you know it was like, "Oh man, I you know, I'm really not a big fan of this character. I really want this other character to win." They're both great songs. Like the, you know, I, I feel like every time we're doing these brackets, there's not going to be a time when I'm like, "Oh, this song stinks. You know, if anyone chooses this, they're dumb." Oh, I will. Well, you're dumb. <laughs> But no, no, because it evokes a different kind of feeling. Yeah, I mean, even, and and I think even for people who aren't as familiar with the games, because it's music, yeah, you won't have that, like, nostalgia, that emotion behind Mm -hmm. it, but you can still listen to a piece and judge it on its own merits. Right. So it'll be interesting to have that clash of nostalgia mm-hmm. and that clash of people who are like no 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 like objectively this is a better song right and so i i'm i'm excited for it and i think that it'll be a lot i feel like it'll be a more civil battle than like the characters one because yeah. i feel like the characters one it's like a lot of opinion based stuff and yeah music is opinionated but like i feel like they're all gonna be good well it's, it's all good it's, music it's, you know in the protagonist one it was favorites yeah in this i think it's gonna be what's better I, you know I what see I mean? people being a little more not a pop, objective. Not as, not as popularity contest, but yeah. more as, yeah, objective. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited um, to, to see how that all pans out. But I, I'm biased, so. Hey, no, don't be wrong. I mean, you know, you, you the nostalgia that you feel for certain tracks is going to get you. Oh, yeah. You know, so I, I understand, but I hope that everyone tries to take a more objective approach with yeah. everything. Because I think it will be interesting to have that, like, you know, hey, what is the best song? Not like, okay, Mario Brothers won because it's Mario Brothers. You know, man. I, honestly, no Mario Brothers song, like no Mario song, crossed my mind. Really? Not when I was starting to think of the list. It didn't. It didn't cross my mind. Interesting. I, I I'll be excited to to see what we all come up with yeah. here uh, as we move forward. So, uh, Chops, is there any uh, last minute stuff you'd like to uh, uh, drop on our listeners, or uh, are we signing out? Well, I just want to say, uh, listen to the or go and share also and listen to the other Gamezilla Media podcast, uh, Gamezilla Alpha, the Gamezilla podcast, and Noobs and Dragons. Um, Noobs and Dragons releases on Wednesdays. Yeah. Gamezilla Alpha releases on Sundays. Yes, Sundays, and then uh, the Gamezilla podcast comes out on Tuesdays, but you can watch them live on Monday, Um, and then the show comes out on Thursdays. So go on there. You can listen to them all in the great places that you listen and download podcasts from, and you know, rate and review us, share us with the world. Mm -hmm. You know, chat in our Discord. Check out Patreon, like oh, all sorts yeah. of cool stuff. And that's a, a big thing to mention is uh, the Facebook group. If you want to be voting on the the best Nintendo song, you join us on it. Facebook. You know, find us uh, find us at a Legend of Retro. We'll let you into the group, and you can start voting on your favorite video game music that's from right. the Nintendo. Yep. So that's all I got. You got anything else? I think that's it. Uh, well, we'll see you next time when, when the, the legend, legend continues. continues. Thank you.